With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love Talk Radio. morning. This is the Lois J. Wessel Show, and I am your host and executive producer, Lois Wessel, coming to you live this morning from Texas at 9 a.m. Central Time. I want to remind you to register for Blog Talk Radio. It's free. And if you do that, you can rate my show, mark it as a favorite, or get reminders of upcoming shows. The call-in number, if you want to listen from your phone, is 347-945-5309. You can telephone or you can call us using Skype. I'm very excited about my guest today. This is Dr. Thornton Streeter, one of the world's experts on the measurement of the human biofield or the human energy field, um, coming to us today from Boulder, Colorado. And I can't wait to start talking to you, Dr. Thornton Streeter. How are you today? Oh, it's fabulous. It's such a lovely sunny morning in Colorado. And it was full moon last night, wasn't it? Oh, fabulous. Very, very beautiful. So you just, about a year ago, the last time we talked, you had just opened um, a new lab, and this one in the United States, having been working out of your lab in Pune, India, for quite some time. So how's that going? Well, that is a good question, actually. I mean, in fact, what we're doing here right now is inspiring a number of different people to um, start researching the human biofield. Um, we um, have been doing some fabulous projects, that you, as you know, at the Southwest Acupuncture College, which is near Boulder in Colorado. And um, in the summer, we had a fabulous um, program, which has initiated, a, a, you know, open-ended relationship with a place in California called the California Institute of Human Sciences, which is one of the few places in the states that actually has a biofield lab, and they have a shielded room with a biophoton counter, so you can isolate, for example, a healer and actually measure the biophotonic emissions coming off their hands as they're doing healing. And what's interesting is that... um, you know, at will, or certainly with focused intent, a healer can magnify the number of biophotons emitting from the palm of their hand from about 300 um, pulses per square centimeter second up to 10,000. This means like Spider-Man, you know, with intent, a healer can project light out of the palm of their hands, which of course is what healers have been saying for thousands of years. And What's fascinating to me is that finally there's a machine that measures it so that you yeah. can understand it intellectually. And yeah, well, I mean, there is a... <clears throat> Sorry, hang on. Get it intellectually. 
Yeah, of course. And I mean, this is the, the important stage. I mean, I've been saying for the last 10 years, we can't have integrated medicine until, you know, both sides of the spectrum recognize, you know, the full anatomy and physiology of the human body. And um, it's an eyewash if, you know, traditional modern medicine says, yeah, yeah, well, it seems that some manipulative therapies have some effect and um, some, you know, of the natural therapies that have been well tested have got an effect, but we still don't recognize any part of the human body that they're talking about. Um, so, you know, it's very much my mission um, to, to, to explore this um, with regard, for example, to the meridian system. You know, for thousands of years, acupuncture has been presenting an anatomical feature around the whole body called the meridian system. If we um, visit, you know, Eastern cultures, we see it um, quite widely, um, you know, documented. And then if we go to South Asia, we see the Nadi system, which speaks about very similar fine um, energy channels. Um, but in the West, we're not really comfortable with that concept, what is an energy channel? You know, are we talking about the way water, for example, clings to the outside of a, of a, um, a tube in terms of surface tension and, and that energy channel is the outside of the veins or the capillaries, or is this a unique separate system? And um, about three, four years ago, I met a fabulous professor in um, South Korea called Professor Kim, who said, who told me he'd been exploring some work of a fellow in North Korea, and that's why it hadn't come out in the open for 20 years, because of the inaccessibility of the uh, North Korean scientists. And he was a fellow called Bong Han, and he'd been doing incredibly, you know, um, minute um, examinations of such creatures as rabbits and, and mice and found these fabulous microtubules. They're not microtubules as such, but tiny, thin, fiber optic type channels as thin as a spider's web. And um, so this has started off some of the pioneering researchers to investigate these channels. And now I think we can safely say they've proved beyond a shadow of a doubt, that the uh, talk of acupuncture system is backed up by a, since, un, you know, until now, undiscovered anatomical aspect of the human body, which just needed very highly sophisticated microscopes and staining techniques to identify them. You know, this brings to mind for me something I learned when studying craniosacral therapy about 18 years ago, that they they didn't know certain um, membranes existed in the brain because um, they dissolved so quickly upon death that you had to autopsy the brain within 15 minutes of someone's death to find these very thin uh, membranes that the people who were doing craniosacral work were quite certain were there. Right. Well, that's exactly. And, and when you piece together all these jigsaw pieces, <laughs> um, you, you realize that you have uh, an amazing, you know, under the waterline iceberg, which we've not seen up till now, um, only appreciated, 
Um, but with these modern technical advantages, and I think within an, in an open environment, you know, scientific community realizing that quantum physics, you know, creates a new playing field, um, and it's not the old mechanical Cartesian playing field that we thought we were playing on. So yes, it's so with exciting the times. Very exciting times, and I, I want to express my personal gratitude to you for devoting your life to measuring this because it's 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 going to make it is already making and will continue to make the most enormous difference in the world. So, on behalf of everybody yeah. who appreciates you, I want to say thank you. <laughs> That's too sweet, but of course we've still got a lot of work to be done. I mean, if you look at your National Institutes of Health and your National Center for Complementary and Alternative Medicine, and you look at the strategy proposals for the next few years, um, they're still stuck looking at things from um, a mechanical perspective. And, you know, when is the leading authority in America going to start embracing a more integrative model so that we can actually look at this type of science with the right rose-tinted spectacles on and not... Um, you know, stuck looking at it from a direction upon which we can't see anything. Well, um, I'm, what comes to my mind in this moment is, I'm trying to remember who it was said this, but it it's not that you go in, when you've got to make a huge quantum shift like that, you don't go in and, and fix the old um, established uh, what do you want to call it, uh, organizations, you create new organizations that make the old obsolete. Yeah, well, I, I agree with that, but one doesn't want to be an outlaw. Um, I mean, one does want to see this important subject institutionalized so the youngest, brightest brains in America can have a look at this stuff because this is the leading edge. And, you know, I don't want to see, you know, America, which has made such great, um, you know, leaps and bounds in free science, um, getting shackled by limitations of mindset. Um, but there are some important leaders in this field, especially in the scientific community. I mean, John Freeman is um, a fantastic resource running the research arm of the Association of Comprehensive Energy Psychologists, ASEP. Um, you've got Melinda Connor who does the same thing with Bernie Williams at ICEAM, which is the International Society for the Study of Subtle Energy and Energy Medicine. And I think these two organizations are really spearheading the professional development of research because without research, um, you know, it's quackery, which is, um, you know, an unfortunate um, place to be compartmentalized because it means the people of America who want access to real healing have got to, you know, really cross mountains to get what they want, and it shouldn't be like that. Um, in my model of the future, you know, we have preventative, non-invasive screening being done widely in the community, so you can actually look at the thermal image, the biofield image, the interstitial scan of someone in 15 minutes and get a complete picture of where they're heading health-wise. It's a thankless task because if you fix someone before they get sick, um, you know, they don't know how to appreciate it. But on a community level, it's wonderful to think that one can help, um, you know, 
us human ships from running the ground in the first place, and uh, that really is my motivation. It's a noble motivation, and I'm, I'm very, like I said, very grateful to you and to the people who do this work, because I'm one of the mm. people out in the field, and the only way I can get any measurement is to tell my clients to observe themselves, that mm. that is the most powerful way they can know what's going on. Don't look to me to yeah. tell you what you're doing, because that's all I can well, do. I think- well, I think a good example of what I'm talking about is um, the fiasco that is the current breast cancer, um, you know, treatment and um, uh, investigation, you know, diagnostic techniques in America. Um, it's quite plainly obvious that mammography doesn't work to identify or or prevent breast cancer. In fact, it seems to trigger it further. The actual radiation causes more harm, um, and yet most medical systems are stuck in this old paradigm. Fortunately, we have medical thermal imaging, which has come a long way over the last 50 years. It's recognized by the FDA. And now with um, the overlays, which has been developed recently by Carol Chandler in Florida, we can actually see, peer into the body and see which organs uh, seem to be affected. Um, And the beauty of all of this is that being non-invasive, you can do as many scans as you like without harming anyone. But more importantly, in terms of breast cancer, because of the capillarization caused by the tumor, the cancer, even though it's absolutely tiny, will have a a display um, which will show a, a heated area just around the tumor up to six years before a mammogram will even identify it. And that six-year window is just an absolute blessing. My frustration is why the heck aren't the people getting it? You know, what, what is the politics? What is the, what is the, um, the, the, the mafia behind uh, modern medicine that doesn't even allow us to do something which is better um, for us and more effective. Um, And of course, it all boils down to the fact that the way business is set up and corporates are set up, they're beholden by law to their shareholders and they have to provide them with profits, not to their patients. And I think that's fine if you're selling cars or if you're selling shower curtain rings or if you're selling houses. But if you're selling people their own health, it, it, it becomes something else and I don't think that companies should should work in the same way because they're stifling absolutely stifling the development which can deliver you know effective solutions um, to the people and so you know it really is the most extraordinary situation but as you say I mean you know the phoenix rises out of the ashes and there's no doubt that modern medicine is absolutely on its knees we can't even afford it in in Europe and America so so how on earth the developing countries can embrace a model like this Um, but the scary thing is is they're obliged to because they all ate the West and that's why I think you're right people like me are important because you know we're actually you know, beating a different drum and singing to a different tune and, in my case, beholden to different shareholders, um, you know, because we work for spirit. We understand what man is on this earth for, what is the, the highest potential of mankind, um, and how important it is for us to be working now to alleviate, you know, current concerns. Thornton, I love you. 
I, I cannot <laughs> imagine it being said more beautifully than that. And I, mm. I think it's not just the corporations, but it's the interrelationship in this country between the corporations and their ability to give money to the government in the form of lobbying. That is the big cancer right there societally. Um, and Well, yes. I... Well, I hope we make this step and really realize that because we're so compartmentalized in our lives. We might be getting something on a personal level, but we don't seem to be able to get the same thing nationally. I mean, I'm, I thought that, you know, Obama was going, to, was going to really take some risks and really embrace, you know, the natural laws in his, you know, as part of his presidential, um, you know, period. But it seems to me that he's just... His hands are tied. Um, so, you know, how can we untie the hands that are tied? Um, how can we stop the system that ties hands in the first place? And, um, of course, all these things happen by grassroots, um, you know, action and, you know, velvet revolutions with the general public because we can vote with our feet. Um, even though the odds are stacked up against natural medicine, it's growing exponentially um, because people have to pay out of pocket. Um, but they're still um, embracing it. And, um, and I think that that creates a market for insurance companies to offer holistic packages. Um, and so, you know, when we realize that it's not the drug companies that actually control um, health in America, it's the people. Um, and if you insurance companies who really only want the best deal, and if one system works better than another and cheaper, then they're going to back it. So, you know, I would like to see people um, embracing this, um, offering insurance to uh, those that are prepared to take the risks and, and avoid the kind of spells and, and witchery that's in the media about um, you know how good Western allopathic medicine is, and um, and go where the heart is and where their intuition says, which is uh, you know otherwise. Um, there's a fabulous website called NaturalNews.com, and I and I get all kinds of um, interesting inspiration from it. But um, they've got this campaign on at the moment about how you know Western medicine is killing our film stars. Um, and um, you know they're such high profile characters they have such an influence on, on the rest of us and it is really devastating to see how you know they think they're getting the best treatment in the world and of course it's a, it's a, it's a sticky slope you know once you start chemotherapy and all these other things um, you know they're only suppressing the symptoms but of course they're perpetuating your life so they can get a couple of million out of your insurance and then you're dispensable, you know, on to the next one. Um, it's sick. Um, it reflects a sick society. It reflects a society which is based on greed. Um, you know, I don't think the American dream should be make as much money as you want. Um, it should be um, how can our community become better? 
how can our village improve its lot? How can we get better, safer drinking water? How can our children have fresher air to breathe? And how can they eat better quality food? That's the American dream, or it's certainly the new American dream. Um, and it doesn't matter whether you've got $5 million in the bank when you die, which is what all these stupid fools are doing now. I agree. And, you know, one of the things that's a super pet peeve for me is how many people don't understand the link between uh, dirty water, which I consider anything with fluoride in it to be dirty. Call me crazy, but I don't yeah. think we're meant to drink that. And uh, water that's been recycled in many cities from the sewer, and so they have you know, birth control pills dissolved in it and so on. And I don't, And I think that most people don't get that toxins in the air can cause illness. They just don't get it. Mm. They don't get the difference. Yeah, I mean, pathogens. Yeah, I, I think that it's it's a bit like this. Until you feel pain or suffer pain, you're not aware of anything. But there's an insidious, um, you know, degradation of one's immunity going on. Um, a lot of people have got mold in their homes. And um, in recent studies, um, you know, especially by looking at twins, where one of the twin dies in cot death, it's often a vent that the kid's cot is just, their head is just beside. And that vent is blowing up moldy air straight into their face when they're sleeping. And of course, nobody's ever even thought twice about why, um, you know, a child dies of cot death. Um, I mean, obviously that's an extreme example, but if our children are having their um, immunity eroded, and of course we see this because they get ill so much, um, but it is, you know, it's ingrained in the whole system. So even all these, um, you know, inoculations are just a racket. It's just an absolute racket to make as much money as possible. Um, there's no benefit whatsoever in... Um, um, being exposed to um, untested, rush-to-market, um, you know, panaceas for for um, swine flu. There's no benefit at all, but um, there is an erosion of the immunity. And um, you add that to the dirty water and everything else, and it's hardly surprising that our children are going berserk. And um, ironic that we think the best way to deal with that is give them even more drugs. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a it's an absolute nationwide catastrophe that our young children are being put on drugs to control their behavior when really their behavior is a reflection of how badly we're treating them in the first place. Um, two wrongs certainly do not make a right, but that is the methodology, the modality, and the way we're doing things right now because people are seen as commodities who have access to money and the corporate um, entity is well designed to get that money off you. And as soon as we go back to, um, you know, more simple traditional living where we grow our own food, um, clean and drink our own water um, and, uh, you know, deal with health concerns by strengthening our immunity, not weakening it, then we're back on track. But, um, you know, my only comment really is that ultimately this must be part of a divine <clears throat> plan. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not stupid enough to think that, um, you know, God is everything, God is everywhere, but this is an isolated issue which he's not looking at. Um, I think, I think, I think spirit inspires us um, 
but um, we're also part of a much bigger picture which is you know about human choice and individuals have to make choices you know you can't project or um, you know make people do things because then you're then you're no longer in a free society so you know it's important for us you know here we are chatting on your radio show now with a few listeners um, to, to, to get to the stage where we can speak to a wider and wider section of the public because if we're just speaking to the choir and you know patting each other on the back saying aren't we doing a wonderful thing but not actually getting out there to the people um, you know we're wasting our time I mean it is it is sad to me though that the ones who seem to get messages like this out there are often flawed damaged businessmen themselves who um, or women who are just into promoting their own you know like this James Ray fellow um, you know they do so much harm these these egocentric psychopaths who you know um, you learn a little bit about something and you know jack of all trades and master of none um, and uh, you know it, it's just ironic you know what I'm talking about that fellow who who had a yeah. sweat lodge with far too many people in it, and, oh. and some Dennis oh. Scott, um, you know, had the light of their lives snuffed out just because he wants to make as much money as possible. Um, you know, these are the false prophets that we were promised. <laughs> oh yes, indeed, that is terrifying. People who who do things like that and don't take any personal responsibility for what they've done. And, yeah. Uh, very scary. Um, so, you know, I wanted to say a little bit more about why, and, and we, and to clarify something, when you say caught death, what we call it for the American listeners uh, is sudden infant death syndrome. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for all the Americans who don't know about caught death being that terminology, and um, so why mold? Well, the the purpose of mold in the world is to break things down. And if you're inhaling mold spores, it gets into the bloodstream and in other locations and destroys things. That's its job in nature is to destroy things so that the parts yeah. can be reabsorbed and used in other ways, kind of like ants tear apart wood or termites. And so breathing those spores, you get it in your bloodstream, and that's what breaks down the immunity. So just want yeah. to clarify that for others. And... Um, yeah, dirty environment. I mean, I, 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 feel, I feel that the, the, the white horse charging onto the, the, the field of play right now is technology, though. Um, recently, I started um, looking at a new 3D biofield imaging system, which actually shows um, the different layers of light around the human body in 3D. And it's so incredible. It's so incredible, especially when you see someone, you know, just sitting there and then perhaps they start meditating or praying or some healer starts interacting with them and you can see these, how these different layers respond to the healing and how after the healers worked, how they seem to hold and dependent on the person who's having the healings you know, mindset, you know, it's up to them whether they can hold that, um, you know, improvement in their field or not. Um, and that's why it is, and healing is so much a relationship. There isn't just someone healing you. It's someone creating an environment so that you can heal yourself. 
Um, and I think a lot of people don't realize that. They think they can just go along and have a service, a bit like their car, but um, it's not. They go along and have a lesson about managing your own, uh, your own vehicle, and um, you must act accordingly. Um, and that's true reversal of disease. Disease itself is a word that just means out of ease, out of balance, out of harmony, and it um, crystallizes in the form of a cancer or an arthritis, but all these crystals can be dis dissolved, and you can return back to balance. Um, I mean, there's stories of people having full remission from stage four cancers when, you know, everyone had written them off. Um, so anything is possible. Anything is possible. I've seen that personally. I've seen stage yeah. one camp that they've completed chemo and radiation and they get energy medicine and lo and behold, four or five years later, they're still around. So I've seen that yeah. and now it's possible. And um, I, I want to ask a question. You have a machine now that shows the different layers of the auric field, what we call yeah. the auric yeah. field. You can yeah, see absolutely, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's 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 actually there's there's actually about seven different technologies which reveal the human biofield in one way or another, and three um, D biofield imaging is particularly good for um, the innermost layer, what we call the etheric layer, and looking at the whole thing. And then there's a device called GDV and a device called PIP. With GDV, you can actually separate, you know, physical biofield issues from emotional biofield issues with this little filter. So although we don't have the all-singing, all-dancing Swiss Army knife version where you can see them all with one technology, you can see them all with a group of technologies which can work side by side, which I think is a good thing in a way that, you know, different companies from different countries around the world are all developing technologies with completely different underlying systems, but they all show the same thing or slightly different things and can be calibrated with each other so you know although perhaps we're floating on a sea of of the unknown we're floating on a raft which is you know forms a, a kind of a, a stable rig upon which this new medicine can be founded and that's true for all of life you know there isn't solid ground under us you know modern physics isn't solid um you know <laughs> geometry it's uh, it has an opportunity to isolate what's solid, but bearing in mind that we are, you know, floating on a sea of chaos, you know, mathematical chaos, or in the case of the planet, you know, hot, gloopy magma a few miles down. And, you know, that's that's a completely different way of looking at reality, that, that everything is, is really much less, solid then we have the illusion that it is that mainly everything is space and we're just sort of moving around little tiny particles that aren't really particles at all but just more things yeah. moving around energy and motion that's all anything is and that we just yeah. have an incredible illusion that something's solid when it's just not yeah and that's actually one of the problems um and that we say seeing is believing but of course we don't even realize what we're seeing because we've been so conditioned. I don't think it was like that or is like that in other cultures. I think Native American cultures would see the solid 
wood log and they'd see it streaming away as fire and they'd see that every single evening and um, they were reminded about the flux that is uh, nature and reality that something may take you know everything's a shapeshifter um, and so they they respected spirit in its solid form um, you know in different ways and yet they were much more tuned into the essence behind um, that solidity or that fluidity or that gaseousness um, and that's the truth of um, nature um, from my side I spent 20 years in India so I had a chance to you know dismantle my 20 years of conditioning growing up and being educated in England um, so that I think I now have that kind of dual reality perspective that perhaps you actually need to um, to be in the right position to have a thought or an idea and make a development because you know, if you, if you see things as building blocks, um, you know, you're only going to build, build things out of, out of bricks. Um, I think, you know, this is, I don't think it's true for women, actually, but it's certainly true for men. We're so stuck playing around with plastic toys, whether it's our new car or our new phone or our new gun or our new, you know, TV. Um, you know, when the heck are we going to get out of the playroom and start being concerned about the real issues on earth. And of course, what must be terribly frustrating for the women who see things in a much clearer way, they've got to deal with all these asshole men running the show. Well, that's an interesting perspective. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of people are, are really find themselves um, frustrated with that, both yeah. But there is an answer, of course. Mm -hmm. There is an answer, of course. Um, and it, well, it's very simple. It's to do with prayer and to do with spiritual intent and to do with ma making things happen in our, in our dreams and in our minds and projecting uh, group um, desire you know, that is more in line with nature and, the, you know, natural divine laws. Um, for sure, um, that is a very, very powerful um, effect. You know, in other words, um, sitting in your room meditating that everybody's healed 100 miles around you might do more healing than all the surgeons in those square 100 miles could do with all the latest gizmos and technologies that um, they've got at their disposal. I completely agree, and which is why I pretty much think that consciousness is the most important study for me right now anyway. And the thing that I try to convey to people who study with me is uh, to understand consciousness and the power of it because... Um, that's how we're going to create change on this planet is through group-focused intention because consciousness is everything. Yeah. yeah, and there's all kinds of evidence that this works. Um, if you look at the PEAR project um, and the, I think it's called the Human Consciousness, the Global Consciousness Project and the work that the Natural Law Party is doing, um, what are those fellows called, Maharishi, 
um, you know, the transcendental meditation, how they took, you know, a few hundred people into a park and got them meditating and then looked at the crime wave statistics and saw that crime had dropped significantly in the few days that these people were meditating in the park in the area around it. So there's definitely evidence that this works, and I would encourage any of your listeners, instead of getting, you know, frustrated compassion, which is one of the biggest problems that um, our community's got, is, um, you know, to, you know, is, is stop trying to do things and and just be, um, you know, to be that spirit, to be that force of light in the world, um, because, you know, by being a light, others can see. Um, and that is that that's great because it gives free choice you're not the worst thing we can possibly do is um is conscript or you know make people do things um you know because we know we're right i mean that's awful people it's one of those things you cannot take a horse to water i mean god has never come and sat on anyone's lap and stroked their face and said, <laughs> you've got to believe in me now, haven't you? Because the whole point about spirit is for us to, to make that choice individually at every moment. Um, and, uh, you know, it's reassuring that, that God trusts itself to, to happen. Um, but I think, I think we ourselves are God, and we make God better and special and more conscious and and have hands and arms to do things um and that's the evolution of mankind and other and other you know <clears throat> you know creatures on other planets that we don't even know about yet you know i see it as a bit like um you know each human being is like a star and as we stand on earth Every life we have, another little coil, like winding a generator with copper wire. Every day, another wind goes in. So over the last thousands of lifetimes, we've been creating a kind of spiritual electromagnetic engine. Um, but at some point, you can't wind up it anymore. Um, and those ones that are wound up to the most maximum point by spending another day, another day, another day on Earth, um, it finally snaps that that copper wire that it's actually called a silver cord in in esoteric terms. That silver cord snaps, and that starts a nuclear chain reaction, um, and that's when a human being, an enlightened human being, becomes another sun in another solar system, in another empty space in space. And so, you know, this way. Um, you could call a star school, you know, a place where we're allowed to experience consciousness consciously and um, iron out our ignorant um, assumptions until truth and pure light are finally reached in the act of enlightenment. And that person can then go on, as I said, and shine in a dark region. And I agree with that completely, which brings us to the information most people are not aware of, and that is that within each star there is a conscious being. And that's yeah. something that yeah. is known in ancient times, that there, is some, that there is a conscious being inside our sun and that it, it radiates forth information. Yeah, and, and we, stand, we stand in its field. Yes, 
We stand in this fire field. Absolutely. And totally. As we stand as we stand in Mother Earth's field too. Exactly, in the moon. And with our own fields as well, we realize that we're a blend. You know, we really are a blend. And it's all about where we are in the blend. Um, But having a different position allows us to have a different perspective. And allowing to have a different perspective allows the penny to drop in a different way, which is the wonder of the variety of life. You know, if we were all homogenous, you know, drones, God life would be boring. Absolutely. Totally. So um, I have recently learned about something called, and I don't know if you've heard about this, it's something called the actus signal, which is the sum total of all the sounds being radiated. And, and NASA is apparently now measuring and recording the sounds coming from each planet and from many of the nearby stars, and that the actus signal is the sum total of all those sounds being put out by all living beings and all planets and stars, the sum total of all the sound. Have you heard of that? No, but it sounds wonderful. Um, I've, I, I mean, I think I, I, there was a, there's a wonderful fellow called Jens Zeiger and someone else called Steve, someone or other, who was in a band called Tangerine Dream, and they yeah. set up a band called the Star Sounds Orchestra. And they use the, these amazing gongs, which are all set to, and, and made to resonate with each of the different planets in the solar system. In other words, they resonate with exactly the core sound frequency of each planet. And they do this amazing kind of planetary um, <clears throat> symphony um, with these gongs. And my God, it's, 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 the, it's the ultimate attunement um, it really is. So, yeah, put that out there. And, of course, somatics. Um, you know, if, if, if your listeners are interested in seeing the shape of sound, um, I highly recommend you, you, you look into somatics. There's a, there's a chap called John Stuart Reed who's developed this thing called the Sutmoscope. And uh, you can create the sound frequency of, of, of anything and see its shape. And what's exciting now is that we can make a voice recording of our, you know, our, our voice, because our voice is very importantly reflecting where we're at right now. Um, you know, people are a little bit strained here and there, and, and that, that's picked up, and that links in with relationship issues or health issues. So you can send your voice recording to this website, and they will send you back a video of the sound of your voice. And if you sit and watch this thing, it's like mirror healing. You can actually improve, you know, your your centeredness. Um, I remember having a teacher once who said, "You you want your voice to come out of your mouth like a circle. It needs to be coming from the circle of who you are." Um, even now, I mean, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a bit kind of jittery, and I'm not in my circle. I can tell that I'm more kind of staccato, but. Um, you know, we, there is a point where we're centered and we're conscious and we're, we're being a human being rather than being a human doing. And that's the place of, of beauty and of, of, of perfection, perfection for who we are right this time um, in time and space. And, 
and I think that's a, that's a, that's a good goal for us to start at. It's just being really who we are, and then working out how, as an individual and as a community, we can improve upon that. But if we're still lying to ourselves about who we are, then what the heck chance have we got of of, of getting anywhere? And this is actually why, in my work, I talk about people having an individual health trajectory and that no therapist of any kind has a right to take someone on a journey to point B until they know where their point A is. And often, point A is never established. Um, Okay, the guy comes in, sits down, two minutes later, he's been pigeonholed with these symptoms and this condition, and they start treating them for it. But that's rubbish. That's not their point A. Their point A is a combination of their mental, physical, spiritual well-being. And it's not just the five itches they've got here and there or the red rash here or the funny look on their tongue. I mean, that's just a symptom. So, you know, we do, we, we, have, to, we have to rewrite the book. Um, and, of course, who's the we? You know, who's the we? It has to be all of us. And that's why I'm so excited about this earth. You know, we think we've discovered, you know, every dark corner and every high mountain, but Jesus, we've just we've just worked out, you know, where we are. Now we've got to, to do that same thing on an integrated terrain and look at, as you say, you know, what is the map of consciousness? And fortunately, we've got some wonderful resources um, for that. But, um, you know, I don't know why, you know, there is a separation or a divorce between science and spirituality because it's totally messed things up, you know, that modern scientists feel that there are things they can't look at because, you know, their peers would would would, would look at them dimly. Um, and that's why I'm such a fan of champions, um, you know, who break out of that tradition. And I think... You know, the energy psychologists are really leading the light in this way because they're having to give up wonderfully secure, well-paid careers as, as um, you know, in one profession. They have to leave everything behind. The American Psychology Association doesn't even recognize energy psychology. They're stupid fools. Um, but um, these guys are going out on a limb and working with, energy, you know, emotional freedom technique and um, body talk and wonderful modalities and reaching to people's lives in the most wonderful, rich and rewarding way and holding the matrix with them for change for long enough for the people who are having this, you know, intervention to realize it and to experience it and to carry it on in their own lives and in the lives of their families. Um, but the scale of it is what's sad, you know. I mean, it should be every psychologist who works in that way. Um, and, of course, for every pioneer like Bruce Lipton we have, we've got people like, um, oh, God, what's that man called? who made lots of money with Microsoft. Bill Gates giving all his money away to, you know, which really could make a difference. And, of course, he's got hoodwinked by all the all the um, pharma mafia to, um, you know, spread misery with all their ghastly drugs. Um, but, That's um, a tragic you know, maybe, That man could yeah, have made yeah. such a difference if he'd become aware of alternative medicine, and that's just a deep tragedy right there. 
Yeah. to me. Yeah. Well, I know that Rockefeller um, was, you know, before he died, was a real secret um, sponsor of a lot of my colleagues. Um, but unfortunately, there isn't anyone who's stepped into the breach yet. So, you know, my advice to anyone, because even you or I, you know, we die with a few hundred thousand dollars worth of assets. And if we don't have children to leave it to, then instead of leaving it to the local cat home that seems to spend more time putting cats to sleep and finding them new homes, um, better to... Um, to donate your funds to the researchers who are involved in this kind of thing, like ICEM and ASAP, um, because they'll use it very wisely. Um, you know, we can't expect to Bill Gates to turn up, but there are several people who've, who've got the kind of money that can make a difference. And, of course, these people are important when a government is so um, opiated um, by, by the illusion of, um, of the corporate you know, perspective. Right. If uh, now, where was this place you were saying people could send a recording of their voice? Do you do you have any clues about how someone? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's cymoscope dot com. I mean, before you do anything, yeah, cymoscope. I think before you do anything, you've got to watch the Pink Floyd track that they've got on their cymoscope. It's the most extraordinary thing to see how sound creates multi-dimensional shape. I mean. Yeah, I implore anyone to, to have a look at that. John Stuart Reed is the guy who's developed this technology. John Stuart Reed. Yeah, S-T-U-A-N-T. You're familiar also with, for people who are curious to learn more about the kinds of things we've been talking about, you're familiar with Lynn McTaggart's work with the intention experiment, right, having to do with consciousness. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, Lynn's a good friend of mine. I really, I really encourage her work because I think she's really showing you know, to the people at large what is possible. Um, and, you know, I really, really encourage her because she's a journalist, you know, she's coming from right. the perspective of broadcast. And, you know, the scientists in this field are often, you know, stuck away in some lab somewhere and they just don't get out and about and, you know, often die before even their papers have been read by another. And, um, you know, when you've got a fascist... Um, you know, FDA going around closing people down and burning their papers and making it impossible for them to work. You really wonder, you know, it's a bit like Star Wars, I think. You know, has the Imperial fleet already taken over? Um, yeah, it has. <laughs> but we're about to well, I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think so because, because I can just sit here with you and we can create a broadcast of our own. And we can we can broadcast not just to the people who are listening, but to every single person on this earth to activate their heart with light and love, and empower them to search for truth, and not get stuck in some stupid, you know, exoteric religious mumbo jumbo where some psychopath is, you know, buying bigger and bigger cars and bigger houses and better plastic surgery for his wife but actually their own spiritual church in their heart, uh, their temple, you know, their mosque. This is totally a non-denominational thing. And, um, and activate themselves into, you know, a higher state of being where, where we do care to care. And, um, and, of course, you know, if you speak to my mother and, and talk to her about spiritual guides, she'll go, oh, it's all a load of sycophants, you know the best spiritual service you can do is help others. 
And I would say that's, that's true. You know, if you're down on your luck or feeling miserable or feeling sorry for yourself, all you need to do is go down and volunteer at the local, you know, juvenile centre or, or um, you know, addict centre or place where people are homeless. And you soon realize, you know, what you're capable of and how you can help others. Um, but right now, they're all sitting around waiting for you to turn up. So um, bloody well turn up and, and, and be relevant. Um, and if people are stuck and they want to achieve this, but they're just too stuck, then my message is simple. Go camping. Go camping with your kids. Sit around the fire. Watch the flames. Let the flames burn off all that chaff around you. And you'll soon realize your true nature and your true self. I mean, crikey, it's September now. It's getting a bit nippy. I don't want anyone to, to freeze to death on my word. Um, but um, the point is, is that nature teaches us. And if you're stuck on a concrete carpet and a concrete box, getting into a car with rubber-soled shoes, you never touch the earth. Um, you drive, you fly in an elevator up to the 17th floor in a plastic room with plastic floors, and um, and and you're so divorced from nature in your plastic clothes and your rubber-soled shoes. It's little wonder that you don't know when it's full moon or when the sun sets or or what really is a glass of water. You 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 become immune to the fact that you're drinking this dirty shite, and so you end up as a human doing, you know often doing someone else's will, you know, enslaving yourself for 50 years for a paltry uh, uh, salary while, while these sharks carry off a million. Um, and I think if, if anyone in America is, has got anything left, they, they, they should start their own business promoting healthy living and teaching people how to, uh, to live in a community. And this could be, you know, gardening projects or or anything that's relevant, recycling, um, you know, uh, green electricity, um, planting trees. I remember meeting, I did a 10-city tour of Taiwan with my guru, and um, this organization called Buddha Heart invited us, and they had something like 15,000 members who were all people who were just retired, so they still had plenty of beans. And what they would do is they would target a town. So 500 of them would turn up on buses in this town. And they would just clean it. They would clean the whole town. Um, they'd get in the creeks and pull all the rubbish out of the creeks. They'd get in the woods. They'd clean all the public places. They'd, they'd, they'd recycle the whole thing down to a tea, and then they'd clear off home. Hmm. Yeah. It's wonderful. Very... It's wonderful very important to get active, even if that means go sit under a tree and let your feet touch the earth, go to the homeless shelter or the juvenile uh, center and volunteer with people. It's very important just not to live in your cement plastic box and become disengaged from life. Um, No. Well, I mean, talk about earthing. I mean, James Oshman and the guy called Gaetan Chevalier have been doing some research recently, and they think earthing, 20 minutes barefoot on the grass, is actually one of the best things that can help you recuperate from a serious illness there is. Um, And now cardiologists, enlightened cardiologists around the world, are actually recommending earthing as part of the treatment protocol. 
earthing being, and let me say, for those who don't know what earthing is, just means getting your feet on the ground, bare feet, touching earth, grass, whatever. Uh, there's uh, Is it an electromagnetic pulse that comes up through your body from the earth? Is it electromagnetic? Well, on a spiritual on a, on a spiritual level, one thing's happening, or on a physical level, another thing's happening. But okay. um, you know, you're grounding out the disharmonious, the misharmonious fields that you're generating, and getting washed over by a sort of balancing earth frequency. Um, it's magnified, of course, when you enter into a place of worship, because these clever architects have realised that. If you're kneeling on the ground with your hands together and your head bowed, they can put a spire, a transmission tower above your head and actually channel cosmic frequencies down into your crown chakra. And the way they geometrically build the base, that's designed to draw all the dross out of you as well. And this is why I'm so concerned about the rate of spirit in America by, you know, the pedophile pedophile Catholic priests and these psychopathic um, you know, evangelicals because they drive people away from these yeah. um, um, public baths. I mean, I call a, you know, a house of worship a spiritual laundry because you go in dirty and you come out clean and there's nothing that anyone can say or do to you to stop that. Unless, of course, the building hasn't been built to... Um, you know, Masonic um, enlightened perspectives. Um, if it's just a warehouse with a spire on because they want to fit 10,000 of you in their, in their show, then of course that is a bloody cattle auction and, and, and you're the one getting sold and they're the one getting you for nothing. Um, you know, people get what they, get what they, get what they look for. Mm-hmm. We've got about three minutes left is there anything else you want to say this time uh that you want to cover that you didn't or expand on? well i mean we are going to speak again next week aren't we so i'm sure we can go on but i did want to say if anyone wants to follow what i'm doing i write for a magazine called quantum health now i'm into my fifth issue um and it's a wonderful online magazine um and we're talking about you know the, science, the quantum science that allows for all these changes to take place. Um, and, you know, I know Bruce Lipton wrote recently was in the last issue, I think, and then Amit Goswami is the main writer in this issue. A great friend called Rupert Sheldrake writes in every issue. So these really are the pioneers from a scientific perspective in energy medicine and um, quantum health, what we call it now. And I encourage you to have a look at that. How would they find it? I think if you just Google Quantum Health Magazine, um, you'll find it. There are links, but I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Google is such a wonderful thing. Quantum, Quantum Health, Health Magazine. Magazine. I'm, I'm repeating that for the people who are grabbing for a pencil. Um, yeah, yeah I've, I've shared quite a few articles out of there with my um, email list. And uh, it's just stunning stunning magazine and the people who are writing for it are just like you said the the uh, people who are at the forefront of change in the field of energy yeah. medicine and consciousness and it's a very very exciting yeah. and awesome that it's free 
Yeah. And you've got to remember that everybody is a quantum leap away from good health, is what I say. Um, and, um, and that we work for spirit. So, you know, we must respect that and respect how spirit communicates through us and how spirit works with us. We're like puppets to spirit. Right. And I, and I say, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, and if you hear something coming out of your mouth that you didn't know was going to, it might just be spirit talking through you. I've discovered that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much for being here today. So is this fun thing? We will talk to you again same time next week. This has been very right, I'm exciting. I'm going to be in Mississippi. You're going to yes, be in thank Mississippi? You. So, yeah. okay, well, we'll talk about which phone number works, then I'll email you. Yeah. Mississippi. Lots of love to you all. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.